Radio Free Anvil is an impromptu podcast that could be about anything. Anvil will cover the current rant at the time. Highly opinionated, never apologetic, and almost always proven right, eventually. The views, topics, opinions, comments, and possible accusations are those of the expressor and are not necessarily those of the other host, other podcast, or of the management. They may not even be his, sometime Anvil will be the devil's advocate just to start a conversation. All programs on the LTIA network are at-will programs and as such you the listener can just turn it off if you are offended by the content. We are also under the legal stipulations of Let's Talk It All Network. Welcome to Ready Free Anvil. So today is January 21st, 2020, and I am compelled to jump back on the podcast airwaves and chat for a while. Uh, Yesterday saw, in my opinion, a historic moment in the 21st century. January 20th, 2020, uh, not only was Martin Luther King's recognized birthday by the federal government, but it also was the day that Richmond, Virginia was beset upon by thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of lawful gun owners who were tired of the government walking all over their Second Amendment rights. Um, Anyone that has social media, this has been a big thing the last few weeks. The newly elected governor of Virginia has made it his own personal crusade to try to regulate firearms out of existence in the state of Virginia uh, between additional regulations, uh, new background checks, red flag laws, which we'll get into those later, and banning them in certain locations, certain public locations, and things like that, uh, prompted several things from the state of Virginia's citizens. Uh, Their first step was to create sanctuary cities within the state, actually with sanctuary counties within the state, where they would not abide by the governor's imposed laws on firearms. 
Um, this is funny because this is a this is a purely purely democratic tactic. Uh, we saw sanctuary cities pop up during the height of the uh, border wall fiasco and the fact that cities, not counties, but cities, would not enforce immigration laws, uh, would allow immigrants uh, that were there illegally to stay illegally, uh, would not send them to jail, would release them from jail, would not notify ICE uh, when they were arrested for crimes and such and so forth. So the whole concept of a sanctuary city was purely democratic, and it was purely a way to say, fuck you to Trump, and fuck you to the government, and we're going to do what we want to do, because we feel that it's more right for illegal aliens to have a better life in this country than its own citizens. So, 2019, Virginia takes a page out of that book, and says, well, we're going to do sanctuary cities for Second Amendment. And you see sanctuary, sanctuary counties pop up all over Virginia. In fact, I think by the time the rally happened yesterday, uh, I would say an easy 90% of Virginia was considered to be sanctuary counties where they would not abide by the governor's laws uh, when it came to infringing on the Second Amendment. This is huge, and it spawned it in other areas of the country. Uh, in my own home of New York, which is is trying to catch up with California as far as draconian policies and, and uh, imperial leadership, not democracy leadership, uh, the county near Buffalo, I don't know if it's Buffalo or Rochester, but the county out that way, I believe it is Buffalo, um, has said we will not abide by the SAFE Act, which is New York's version of um, we don't want you to have guns and we're going to do everything we can to keep you from having guns uh, at the moment. Uh, SAFE Act put huge restrictions on magazine capacities, uh, type of guns, style of guns, caliber of guns, uh, who could own them, when they could own them, when they could use them, where they could use them, uh, the whole nine yards. So uh, the SAFE Act was passed literally, literally in the dead of night. Uh, I believe it was passed at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning uh, by whatever senators were available at the New York State Assembly, and it went through. So by the next morning, the SAFE Act was in place. This happened probably, I want to say, two, three years ago. And we're still trying to fight that battle. But back to Virginia. So Virginia's leading the way. It's showing us the way. Uh, sanctuary, sanctuary counties. And this rally yesterday was was huge. And there's conflicting numbers. I think the, the most common number I'm seeing now is somewhere in the 25,000 to 30,000 range of of protesters, marchers, demonstrators, whatever you want to call them, uh, showing up at the capital of Richmond um, to protest the uh, new laws trying to be put in place by the governor. Um, 
let let's stick with let's stick with twenty five thousand. Let's say there was twenty five thousand. Um, from everything I've read, everything I've seen, uh, a good, good, good majority of these protesters were heavily, heavily armed. Uh, by that I mean they had probably at least one, if not two, if not three, firearms on them. Uh, most of them were of the semi-automatic military-style rifles. Uh, everything from AR-15s to semi-automatic AK-47s to a gentleman, and I believe he was from New York, that went down for the rally that had the pièces restantes and was sporting on his person a 50 cal Barrett sniper rifle. If you've never seen one, these things are these things are huge. It's like carrying around a small adult. Um, God bless this guy. He, he and again, if you if you were to look at him anywhere else in the country any other day, he might have been an accountant doing your taxes. He might have been pumping gas at the local fill-up station. Um, he was not an Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was not a uh, Bruce Willis. He was not a Dolph Lundgren. Um, he was just a regular guy that had an absolutely beautiful piece of firearm power. So we've got 25,000, 25, people, Richmond Capital, heavily armed, and not a single person shot. Not a single school shot. Not a single child shot. Not a single fist fight. Not a single anything that we have seen from other demonstrations where they've been protesting social justice. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, uh, blocking traffic, being a nuisance, picking fights with whoever happens to be on the street that disagrees with them. In fact, I don't think there was even a counter-protest in sight. Uh, the rumor was that Antifa was going to show up. Uh, they said on the side of the Second Amendment people, but I think everyone knew that was bullshit, and they were going to show up to cause problems. White nationalists didn't show up. Black Lives Matter didn't show up. Uh, young young Democrats for a gun-free society didn't show up. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Hogue. Hogue there. Hogue, the young kid from Florida, didn't show up. Um, no one showed up. It was just them. So, two things. There was, from memory now, one arrest... And I believe it was a woman who had a face mask on. She had a mask over her face. I don't think she was a hockey player. Um, she had a face mask on. And and uh, she was arrested because there was a law in Virginia, Richmond, that you are not allowed to cover your face in public. So that must really make the Muslim women crazy when they can't wear their burqas. 
But anyways, um, so there was an arrest for someone wearing a mask on their face, but not, not on a firearm and not an act of violence. Uh, unlike the environmental protests we've seen over the last few months, where they're out to protest protecting the environment and climate change and all this, and when they leave, it's just a shithole full of trash and garbage and water bottles and paper and whatever, uh, the protesters actually uh, didn't make a mess. And if they made a mess, they cleaned up after themselves before they left. Um, again, another win, another win on that front. Um, even even a group that's not violent, like the like the peace pro the uh, environmental protesters, um, who are there to protect the environment, but leave it full of trash and litter uh, when they when they're done. Uh, the Second Amendment folks uh, were neat and organized and calm and passive and polite and cleaned up after themselves. They, Whoever organized this, hats off. And whoever, I don't think there was one person that could have kept control of 25,000 people, but they were all in control because they were all there for the same reason to show the the Virginia governor to show the country to show the world that just because they own a firearm and just because they own a firearm that is deemed evil and unnecessary they're not violent people they're not uh, mass murders looking to gun down the closest elementary school um and they did and it's it's, it's amazing and the, the press will never say anything about that. They will, they will spin the negative. They will spin the woman that was arrested wearing the mask on her face. They will produce headlines that say, "Heavily armed protesters invade the Capitol," and uh, things like that. Things just crazy, crazy shit like that. Um, and they were there initially for the Second Amendment. But they were there for all of them. They were there for the first. Their 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 freedom of speech, the right to right to gather, the right to the right to protest, the right to uh, dissent, and uh, did it peacefully. And again, you don't see that a lot. You see Antifa holds the rally, and the white nationalists show up, and there's a fight, and someone gets hit with a bike chain, and blah blah blah, or the white nationalists have a thing, and, and Black Lives Matter shows up, and there's a fight, and you know, a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, uh, police get involved, they have to break it up, whatever the case is. Um, I, I cannot be more proud of the people of this country than I am of the ones that were there. And this was not just Virginians. Um, from what I'm reading, from what I'm seeing, again, I get it, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true, but I think every state was represented with the exception of maybe Hawaii and Alaska. But if they could reasonably get to Virginia, they did. Um, so ethnic races were represented. There were there were people of color there. There were black folk. There were Latinos. There were brown folk. I'm sure there were some Asians floating around in there someplace. Um, and there, from what I read for a couple articles, we also had representation from the LBGQ 
T. I know I didn't get all those letters right. But the gay community, the the lesbians, the gays, the transgenders, uh, LBT, LBTJ. So they were there. And they were all there together. Uh, you didn't have the black folk uh, starting with the white folk. Uh, you didn't have the brown folk starting with the white folk. You didn't have the white folk starting with the uh, the LBTG uh, people. Um, they're all there as citizens that had a firm belief in their Second Amendment and First Amendment rights and wanted everyone to know that. Um, literally, literally a protest that had a cross-section of this country there. And again, media won't say that, media won't recognize that, um, and it's sad. It's sad because uh, it's what it's what makes this country really, truly, at its foundation, great. Um, what I did find interesting is uh, yesterday, um, my social media feed was uh, inundated with articles and posts and about the rally and how it was going, and it was peaceful, and they cleaned up it. So, and I get that it's it's, it's something I'm interested in. So I'm going to see it in my feed. Uh, but I saw a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, people of color were there. Uh, they were hanging out with each other. They weren't fighting. They weren't name-calling, blah, blah, whatever. Um, but today, but today, uh, all the trolls are hopping on. All the trolls are going in and uh, taking pictures and making comments like, oh, you know, what a group of assholes and... Uh, I don't need. I don't. I don't know why I'm worried about people coming over the border when this group of assholes is already here, and uh, things like that. And I, the people that are at this rally didn't come over the border. They they're citizens, and you should worry about people coming over the border. But that's a whole other topic. Um, and I don't know why we instantly go to calling them assholes. Uh, they were anything but. Uh, they were peaceable. And they were polite, and they were nonviolent, and they were clean, and they didn't leave a mess. But we instantly go to calling them assholes. We instantly go to saying it was a parade of dildos. Um, so I couldn't leave it alone. I jumped into that 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 uh, thread, and uh, and basically asked why. I I didn't say you guys are jerks and and. You know, your commies. I asked, why are they assholes? And it started a whole barrage of personal attacks directed at me um, because I was a wannabe and I love Trump and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about and didn't understand the definition of peace. And I was told peace is more than just the absence of violence. And I'm thinking, that's exactly what peace is. The absence of violence. Um, but okay, we'll, we'll go with your de definition of whatever peace might be. Um, and then I said, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't say anything as to why they were assholes, just that they were. Uh, and instead of talking about that, they went right into personal attacks uh, on, on, on yours truly uh, about 
how I was a wannabe, and and uh, and I would give him credit because a lot of times I get into these fights and no one bothers to look up my profile online, so they really don't they really don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. But uh, let's see, let's go into this. Let me look into the post for a minute. Uh, so I asked, why assholes, peaceful protesters that clean up after themselves? You're right, horrible humans. That was. That was sarcasm. I think they missed that part. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Let's get. Let's get to the start of this. Uh, funny idea of peace. Uh, bunch of losers. The lot of them. Uh, so uh, asked why they're losers, and then you know they're trying to explain what the peace definition was, and then. Uh, then, uh, of course, because we like firearms, we've got small penises, uh, that we don't love children. We think their lives, uh, are, are not worth anything. So again, I like how, because we like firearms, we don't care about children, uh, overcompensating more than the lives of children. Yes, they are assholes. Okay. So... Uh, gonna ask why because the feds did their job. So days before the Virginia rally. So so now now they're giving credit. This, these guys these guys kill me. So now they're giving credit to the government for make for ensuring that it's peaceful because days before the rally, days before the rally, uh, they they uncovered certain things. So. It wasn't these guys. It wasn't the, it wasn't the twenty five thousand people that were there that were peaceable. It was the fact that government, you know, checked in on things. Uh, then they jump into how I'm a param- paranormal nut, and uh, anyone that's listening knows that I, I like the paranormal. I enjoy. Uh, I got I got some hard set beliefs about that, but now I'm a paranormal nut, and uh, what I find funny is the gentleman. And uh, I got no problem because I actually have this in writing. John Leeper, L-E-P-P-E-R, John Leeper, uh, is an indie horror film. I don't know if he makes them or just likes them about indie horror film. So the indie horror film, or horror films in general, are kind of like a close cousin to the paranormal. But apparently, as long as it's making fun of someone that they need to do, uh, paranormal people are nuts. Um, it's funny because I look on his looked on his page, and one of the first people lined up as his friend is uh, Daniel Class, who is a uh, what I like to say is a rock star in the paranormal area. Uh, he owns the Hinsdale House up in Hinsdale, New York, and uh, I guarantee you, John Leeper would uh, have an apoplexy. If he were to actually get to meet and talk to uh, Daniel Class, and I know he would not call him a paranormal nut. Uh, oh, then another guy jumps in, Jason Hawkins, who, from what I can tell, seems like a nice guy, family man, not a lot of controversy on his on his Facebook page, but he feels I need a penis extension, and that I can't be convinced otherwise, and I'm a Red Dawn wannabe fantasy cosplayer. Uh, okay. 
and then John Leeper jumps back into, I want to know if I was in the National Guard, because that's the modern equivalent of the militia, uh, and feels that if I have no military service, I should not have military weapons. Um, again, I'm not not sure what the two have to do with each other. Uh, I did point out that the National Guard is not, is not the modern equivalent of the well-regulated militia spoken about in the Constitution. Uh, National Guard is under the control of the state government. Uh, state government is under the control of the federal. The federal government can nationalize the National Guard and put them to work. So, well-regulated militia was meant to be the citizens, a group of people outside the federal chain of command that could, if needed, stand up to their government as one of the possible scenarios for having them. So you can't be answerable to the government and be considered part of the well-regulated militia, in my opinion. I uh, pointed that out to him. So then he goes, vigilantes. I'm known, uh, it's not vigilantes, so that's fine. Um, uh, Want to be, now I'm too scared, Jason, too scared to join the military, to sit home and beat off to ghost porn. Again, without any, without the ability to have factual conversations, they jump into name-calling and mocking in the whole nine yards. And again, uh, when I beat off, it's not the ghost porn unless it is one of the Scooby-Doo ghost porns, and then I'm all about that. Uh, okay, so then I voted for Trump. So, again, there's assuming I voted for Trump. I did. But, you know, it is the way it is. Uh, so now they start on me being fat. Uh, being a fat man would in no way be an impediment to you trying to use your AR-15 against a tank. Well, I wouldn't use an AR-15 against a tank. Uh, I'm not even sure if I would even be happy using my AK-47 semi-automatic against a tank. Um, but... Being a fat man, right? So now we're gonna fat. So now we're gonna fat shame me. Uh, so then we start about well regulated. Uh, I bring up to John that he's fat shaming me, being a bully, and that it's very Trump like of him. Uh, and then he says he was not fat shaming me. Uh, he was just trying to point out uh, that I think I'm a warrior badass, and running up a flight of stairs would kill me. Um, I had to point out to John that one, I, I never said I was a warrior badass. Uh, I think, I think warrior badass years are long behind me. Uh, that was in my twenties and thirties and, uh, it wasn't military, but it was, uh, security and law enforcement in the area. Uh, and I asked, I had to point out to him that it would probably take at least two flights of stairs, uh, to kill me. So, uh, I just wanted to be clear about that, that I think I could probably survive one flight, but it'll probably take that second flight to uh, to do me in. So, ask John if, uh, because he liked indie horror, does that mean he was a wannabe psycho killer monster? Um, he didn't respond really to that, so maybe he is. Um, well-regulated. We, we harped on, I would say, we harped on this well-regulated thing for a while. 
uh, well-regulated militia. The, the the governments have imposed laws. I have to be, uh, I have to have my fingerprints on file to own a firearm. Um, in the past, I've owned firearms where I've had to have my fingerprints on file with the federal government to own the firearm. Uh, I had to fill out paperwork and pay them hundreds of dollars to own uh, some of my firearms. I had to go through state-approved training to own my firearms. Uh, I've gone through additional training on my own. I've put in hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of hours over the years. And it's probably... So it's been 30 plus years. Over the last 30 plus years, I've put in a lot of time to uh, feel I have a right to own these weapons, own these firearms and to be proficient enough with them that I don't pose a danger to myself or others. Uh, so, let's see, what else, what else John got going on? Uh, so, so we're still harping on militia. So we're still harping on militia, uh, John, John's getting more irate. He's actually using, he's actually using profanity now. Um, Second Amendment says militia. Good, it's your fucking Facebook wall park reader. Sometimes I have. Uh, how's this prick? I literally just got a call from my wife, and she was robbed at gunpoint at her job because fuckers like you losing your fucking minds at a thought of reasonable gun control. I hope you accidentally shoot yourself. Uh, how's this prick? Okay, so, so this guy, again, this is insanity. So this guy just got a call from his wife that she was just robbed at gunpoint at her job. So instead of being concerned about her, he's all over me. It's my fault. It's my fault that wherever John Leeper is, that his wife was just robbed at gunpoint at the bank uh, because of me. And... Uh, because a criminal had a gun, I am to blame. Uh, because I lose my fucking mind and thought of reasonable gun control. We have reasonable gun control. Reasonable gun control is out there. You have to, if you legally want to possess a firearm. See, this is this is the point that people seem to forget. There are thousands and thousands, if not tens, if not hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, we'll go with tens, I won't be dramatic, we'll go with tens of thousands of gun laws on the books. If you want to legally, legally possess a firearm, you have to fill out paperwork. Even if it's, even if it's a 22 rifle or a 12-gauge shotgun to go deer hunting with. You have to fill out a federal form, you get a background check done, and you get approved or disapproved based on the NICS, N-I-C-S something, NICS, NICS background check. So, every, 
every firearm legally owned out there, and I know there's the, the, the gun show loopholes and this and that, so I won't say every. So the vast majority of firearms that are out there, and there's something like 350 million firearms in the country, and I think there's only 340 million people, so you do the math. Legally, you've got to jump through hoops to get a firearm. So, illegally, like when someone robs a business, a store, a bank, I don't know, I don't know where John Leeper's uh, girlfriend works, um, chances are that is not a legally owned firearm. So, how is it my fault because I followed the rules that someone is doing something illegal and what exact reasonable gun control law would have stopped that illegal gun from being used other than straight out 100% confiscation and banning of all firearms and folks that's not reasonable knowing how that's reasonable. I, I feel bad for John Leeper's girlfriend. Um, I, I, I feel bad for her. That's unfortunate. Um, but 100% confiscation, 100% is not, not reasonable. Not reasonable under any sense of the definition. So, John, I'm sorry about your girlfriend. Hope she's all right. Uh, she must be if she called you. Uh, she really must be if uh, you have more things to do, uh, like talking to me on, on Facebook, than either going to see if your wife's okay or consoling her. Uh, you would rather continue picking this fight with me and getting more and more unhinged as you do it. So, John, go, go, go see your girlfriend. Go... Make sure she's okay. Help her out. Have her get her some PTSD counseling or something. But uh, I guess my question would be, Jen, if someone at her work was armed, could they have ended the situation? I don't know. I don't know. I hate to think that it only happens in Texas's churches, but uh, maybe it is. Uh, but, you know, like I said, John, I would worry more about your girlfriend right now. Uh, than taking quips at me. So, so yeah, so the rally yesterday, I think, was a huge win. Uh, if people take a moment, take a step back, and, and look at the message it's sending. People from every state across the nation, from every walk of life, from every social, ethnic group. I just find it amazing. The people of color, white people, black people, brown people, yellow people, gay people, straight people, transgenders, bisexuals. The one thing that united, and this is the crazy thing, the one thing that unites all those groups is is the love of firearms and the belief in the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Anywhere else, anywhere else in society, 
in social media and the mainstream media, these groups are at each other's throats all the time, and there's nothing to unite them. Well, we just found something to unite them, and we're just going to turn a blind eye to that. So please, by all means, think about that. Uh, New York State is, again, working on their stuff. Uh, Safe Act is still in place, and things are getting more crazy and crazy. New York State is gone. You see, and this is, this is all the more reason, all the more reason that citizens should be allowed to be armed and protect themselves because the government in New York State isn't doing it. Uh, they slid through some legislation at the start of the year called the Bail Reform Act. And this is to make it easier for quote-unquote non-violent arrestees to get out of jail while they wait for their trial. Um, and I can see, I, you know, I could... On the surface, that sounds great, but what's happening is insane. They're letting out violent criminals. They're letting out... There's a whole slew of crimes that are that are in there, and as long as... And again, I've, I'm waiting to see it. Uh, basically, unless you are a under suspicion of murder, there's a good chance you don't need to pay bail and you can get out. And whether you show up or not, that's up to you. Uh, but they're going to put you out on bail, and if you run, you run. If you don't, you don't, whatever the case may be. Um, but there are violent offenders getting out, and uh, the Democratic governor and Democratic House and, and Assembly and, and Senate see nothing wrong with this and refuse to fix this bill to make it more sensible. All the while... They leave the SAFE Act in place, and they're pushing for red flag laws. Now, see, and I said I would get back to this earlier in the broadcast. Red flag laws. Again, a an idea that on the surface sounds absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, I happen to know my neighbor... Billy Jim is unhinged that he every every weekend out screaming at his wife and kids at three in the morning and I know he's got guns. So I'm gonna drop a dime on him and next time the police show up I'm gonna say, Hey, he's got guns. You probably need to take them out of the house where I kill someone. And they do. That would be how the red flag law works. But how it's actually going to work is, hey, I really don't like my neighbor, and I really don't like guns, and I know my neighbor has guns, so I'm going to let the police know that I think he is a threat to society. And they're going to show up, they're going to confiscate his weapons, and there you go. And, oh, wait, I know my, my ex-girlfriend uh, puts a call in, and says, oh, I'm afraid my ex-boyfriend has all these guns, and I'm afraid, and they show up. So the, a law that on the surface makes a lot of sense has a far greater use for abuse than good. 
And this is a backdoor. This is a goddamn backdoor to confiscating firearms. And at, at some point, they're not going to even bother getting legitimate complaints. They're just going to start looking through the 4477s, which are the federal paperwork that you fill out when you buy a firearm, and they're going to look through who has pistols on their permit, which are registered with the state, and they're just going to start confiscating. Say, well, we got a report of this, and uh, we're going to confiscate your guns until it can be cleared up. Red flag laws are horrible, are horrible. They, they presume guilt until you can prove your innocence. And that is in no way, no way how the system is supposed to work. You're supposed to be presumed innocent until the state can prove you guilty. State has to prove you're guilty. So, red flag logs are horrible. Yes, red flag laws are bad. Not in theory, but in practice. So, what else is going on this week? Uh, Martin Luther King's birth, er, birthday, uh, Virginia making a stand, Second Amendment Sanctuary Counties, that's a great idea. Uh, I just took a minute to send John a uh, quick note saying, for the love of God, uh, go see how his girlfriend is, make sure she's all right. Uh, versus trading quips with me on on Facebook. Um, apparently, he's not prioritized things very well in his life. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on? Uh, not much else. This may be a short podcast. Uh, presidential things are heating up. Uh, Nancy, Nancy finally sent um, the impeachment paperwork to the Senate. So, and I think the trial started today, maybe? Tomorrow? Maybe today? Maybe today. Uh, oh, the pres- the trial of President Trump. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, again, I'm sure no matter how it turns out, no one's going to be happy. Um, but, again, here's, a, here's another case of people just losing their minds over things that we, we are just focused on the wrong things in this country. And uh, for, what, going on three years now, um, Democrats have kept us preoccupied with getting rid of Trump and getting rid of him, and he's a horrible president and does nothing right and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the minute anyone tries to put out point out the hypocrisy of what they're saying or doing, they immediately say, well, you know, quit living in the past. It's about Trump. It's not about Obama. It's not about Bush. It's not about Cheney. It's not about anything like that. It's about Trump. Um, it's not about the Clintons. You know, we're not saying it is. What we're saying is you need to recognize just how hypocritical you look when you do these things. Um, Nancy Pelosi is as crazy as any of them that have been in their 
position of power for decades. Uh, term limits. We if 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 there's one issue after gun rights we need to get behind, it needs to be term limits for the Senate, term limits for the House of Representatives. Um, they just, you know, someone posted, and again, again, you know, they post about uh, Mitch McConnell and how much money he's made as a senator. Okay, I, I agree. I don't think it's right that Mitch McConnell has made two point something million a year on a hundred and eighty thousand dollar salary. So obviously he's got some other stuff going on. But Mitch McConnell's not the only one. So if you're gonna throw stones, throw them at everyone. Okay? Hi, hi Sibby. My my kitty just came in scared the shit out of me because I didn't hear her. And then I just felt this hand on my shoulder. So I thought my wife had snuck in and was scaring me. But it's not. It's my cat, Sibby. And uh, she's a funny girl. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about hypocrisy. It's not about, it's not about Trump and Clinton. It's about hypocrisy. And if, if President Trump has done nothing else, if he, if he by some odd chance does not get four more years, he has spent four years dramatically pointing out how hypocritical and how corrupt our government is on all levels. All levels. And and I think I posted something at some point, but I would I I I would Trump's no saint. And he won't be nominated for sainthood. But I'm thinking more comfortable with his sins than I am with the sins of our politi politicians that think we are here to serve them and not the other way around. So Trump plays golf. I, I, I know Obama played golf. I know Obama took vacations. Uh... Bush played golf. Clinton played golf, played with interns, did all that. You know, I just think it's funny that everyone's losing their minds uh, about this. Uh, the, uh, what's, let's see, the, uh, the whole, um, going to war. Iran, Iraq, 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 Iran. Uh, Iran. So a couple weeks ago, before we started the whole Virginia thing, uh, we were once again, according to all the doomsdayers, uh, on the brink of war with Iran. Uh, Trump took the opportunity to make a surgical strike on General Somalinali, Samanoli, whatever. This guy has been at the heart of Iran's radical agenda since the days in 79 when they took 52 hostages at the U.S. Embassy and held them for a year. Um, and I think what I find funny is that 
everyone thinks, or everyone likes to make people think that Trump just did this, that, that it was like it was, he had the game controller uh, sitting in a desk drawer at the Oval Office and just open it up and just cut loose with a drone. He, he had the, he, he's got his own private drone uh, station at the White House, and he can just go into the drone, his drone station and bring up a drone and fly a drone to anywhere in the world and assassinate whoever he wants because he's the president. Um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that there were a great many people involved in the decision and the execution of that military operation. It wasn't just Trump in the basement of the White House with a joystick and a video screen. But yet, they want you to believe that so that Trump can be held accountable and he can be the warmonger in the whole nine yards. Um... All modern presidents throughout the years have made these decisions, have, have done surgical strikes on military leaders and military positions, and sometimes they're very public, and sometimes they're very private. And uh, no one's the wiser that President X ordered a SEAL team in to whack someone, uh, and then Congress gets all uppity. I, I would, I would almost guarantee you, and again, I might be wrong, but when the SEAL team went in and got Bin Laden, I don't think Congress had the heads up that that was going to happen. Um, and 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 then of late, with our with our Congress and our Senate and our House of Representatives. Uh, I wouldn't tell them shit until it was done because they're not trustworthy. Uh, you have people that are very flagrantly demonstrate and say they hate America and they want to change it and they support the Islamic terrorist agenda and yet we've put them in office and we do nothing to stop them. And I know some of you are like, oh, Anvil, you're just buying into the media hype on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, the, these women have no love for the average American. If you are white, you're not right. And they will do what they can to tear down this country from the inside. And that's what's happened. That's what... That's what's happening. That was, and that's the other reason I am so proud of the events from yesterday. That that shows that America still can stand up and organize and be strong and be America for Americans. So, so yeah. So around the brink of war with Iran and. You know, now now Iran's talking about bringing war crimes against Trump for the for the attack for the the missile strike on their general, and 
whatever. I just, I just don't. I can only imagine how the last three years would have been if this country could have rallied behind their president. And by rally, I mean not actively try to remove him from office. I I don't expect anyone to ever rally behind someone they don't like. I I would I would personally never go to an Obama rally. I didn't feel he was the right choice for president, and it wasn't so much that it was skin color, but it was the fact that he was an unknown. He junior senate junior 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 representative. And next thing you know, he's president of the United States. And I get it. Trump is no different. Trump was never a politician. But you knew Trump. You knew his name. He, he couldn't have done it without that. He was he was a recognized name for decades prior to running for president. And we knew what we were getting. And I, I think that's the part that really makes the liberals and the Democrats crazy. Is that we knew what we were getting. We knew we were getting an imperfect human, an imperfect American, and we were still willing to vote him in. And okay, 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 you're right. May not have won the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College, which has been around for 270 some odd years, and it it does balance the country, instead of just giving all the power to population centers that don't necessarily represent the country as a whole. It sounds crazy, but it's true. And that's why Electoral College exists. Um, Russia interfered, Russia didn't interfere. I'm going to say Mexico's interfering with our elections because of all the illegals coming in that stand the chance to vote that aren't citizens. How is that not interfering with an, a foreign power interfering with an election by flooding our country with illegal aliens that stand the chance to vote? And no one's taking... California's going to let them vote. I, you people are not... And they're going to vote here in New York State. They one of the one of the main ways they get people registered to vote now in New York State is through driver's licenses. And I will guarantee you there's gonna be a computer glitch that's gonna somehow accidentally register all these new illegal aliens that got driver's license in New York State gonna register them to vote. And if you don't believe me, you're nuts. Because when it comes to corrupt states, New York is as corrupt as any of them. So, yeah. Um, so that was going on. And then it kind of faded away. And it was, all, it was all meant to distract us from the impeachment. It didn't distract us. It's... I would say, if anything, the the gun rally in Virginia did more distracting. But impeachment's going on. It's going on right now. And, uh, again, the, you have to 
ask yourself, am I, is my government serving me or am I serving my government? Uh, what did JFK say? Ask not what you can, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, great line, but no. Um, government is there to serve us, not the other way around. And I think that we forget that and that they think that we are there to serve them and therefore they do what they want and don't feel answerable to the citizens as a whole. So, oh, what else? Paranormal-wise, not a lot going on paranormal-wise. Uh, Dan Class, uh, Dan's our man. Uh, Hinsdale House uh, has a couple new movies out about it. Um, I think they're more movie than documentary, but... Uh, they used the Hinsdale House as a backdrop for the movie. Uh, Dan, I believe, is on a new show that might be just YouTube-generated uh, called The Ghost Finders. Um, check him out. He's a good man. Uh, I know Lonnie and I are headed to... Headed to uh, some Paracons this year. Uh, first one up is the Rochester Winter Parafest in Rochester. It's actually in Geneseo, uh, New York, on February 29th and March 1st. So if you're in the Rochester area, uh, definitely stop in to see that. Uh, we are also looking at heading out to Maine, Portland, Maine, in Ju June. Uh, I think it's the first week in June to the Portland, Maine Paracon and uh, check us out there. We will also be uh, at the uh, Stat Statler City uh, Psychic Fair in May and I believe we will be at the Jamestown, New York Psychic Fair Crystal Ballroom uh, earlier that month as well. So uh, looking forward to all that. Um, definitely excited about getting out more this year, doing more of the paranormal stuff. Uh, got lucky and was able to get a lot of time off approved by my, my job on the weekends that I need it. So uh, I'm lying there excited about this. And we're going to have fun and we're going to get out there and get Spectres out there, Spectre Foundation, and, uh, you know, have a good time. Uh, even though I'm a paranormal nut, like uh, John Leeper uh, likes to point out. Um, but we're going to have fun with it. So, what else is going on? Uh, I would say uh, not much else. The, the rally's over. went well. Thank God for that. We need to have more of those rallies. Uh, impeachment trial's underway. So, we'll see how that turns out when it's all said and done. Um, so, other than that, I'm going to say probably a good time to wrap things up. I uh, appreciate listening. Appreciate listening to me. Uh, understand, I uh, Radio Free Anvil is just me putting my views out there. I I, I know there's got to be some like-minded individuals. Maybe not in everything. And we don't need to see on it. We don't need to see eye to eye on everything. That's never been what this country's about. But we need to come to a compromise. We need to see what's going on. And we need to open our eyes and make sure that America stays for Americans and that the politicians become answerable to us. 
uh, you know, we we look at things, and Nancy Pelosi can get on Nancy Pelosi trail is wealthy, wealthy beyond wealthy, wealthy beyond wealthy beyond wealthy, and her district is just a shithole, just a shithole. Maxine Waters, same way. Um, I don't know about Mitch McConnell. Uh, if his district is a shithole, his state, then we need to address that. We need, I think they should all be held accountable. So, until the next time we talk, next time I talk, you listen, uh, I'm Anvil. This is Radio Free Anvil, and I appreciate you listening. And now for the legal or paralegal statement. The opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the expressor and may or may not represent the opinions of the podcast creator. Application of the First Amendment is all the legal needed to say what you want to say. Sarcasm, parody, direct facts, social media, parroting, confidential sources, he say, she say, your say, are all tools of the podcast arsenal. This podcast covers any and all topics seem fit. No topic is safe, no person is safe, friend, foe, and everything in between is fair game. Objections can be emailed to RadioFreeAmble at gmail.com or call 1-800-DON'T-LISTEN.